Hey there, welcome to the Metro Minute, where if you're looking for the best practices in public schools, you're in the right place. Melissa Baker here, the executive director with the Metro Bureau. You all are in for a real treat today. We have Dr. Carl Schultz, the superintendent of Bedford Public Schools, and from Imagine Learning, Greg Bishop, regional manager, Amy Jarvis, account executive, and Kara Wilkinson, Director of Instructional Services Partnerships. They are here to discuss virtual learning strategies and best practices. So before we delve into this amazing and important topic, if everyone could just introduce yourself and share a bit about your professional background, and then feel free to to jump right into your conversation. Well, thank you, Melissa. This is uh, Dr. Carl Schultz. As you mentioned, I am the superintendent of Bedford Public Schools. Uh, This is my seventh school year here in Bedford. And previous to being here in Bedford, I was deputy superintendent with the Fitzgerald Public Schools in Warren. And prior to that, I was high school principal as assistant principal in Belleville and a teacher in Celine and Wayne Westland. And my background in teaching is in both general and special education services. So uh, I've been using virtual education classes and software for probably the better part of 15 years. And watching it evolve and the different ways that classrooms and teachers can utilize it as well as principals and now, of course, superintendents. Um, I've been excited to work with Greg and his team for quite some time. So I'm happy to be here. Thank you. I'm uh, Greg Bishop, uh, Regional Sales Manager for Imagine Learning. Um, I've been in ed tech space specifically with Imagine Learning for about 15 years. Uh, prior to that, I was a uh, high school principal at Cousinal High School in Warren Consolidated. I was a math department head in Detroit Public Schools and then a teacher in Detroit Public Schools. So I have been in this now. I'm looking at 34 years in the education space. So um happy to be here today. Hi, my name is Amy Jarvis. I am the account executive in Southeast Michigan. I, too, have been with Imagine Learning for 15 years. I support our districts in the Southeast Michigan area. Prior to that, I taught chemistry and and math. And uh, I've also worked in curriculum and professional development. Um, I've been in the ed tech space for about 15 years. Thank you. And hello, my name is Kara Wilkinson. I've been with Imagine Learning for almost eight years. Uh, Prior to this, I worked in higher education at several colleges and universities in admission offices doing counseling and advising before going into the high school space and then again finding myself with Imagine Learning. So I work specifically in our human services department and I look forward to speaking with you all today. Hi, I'm Greg Bishop. I'm going to be the facilitator today. Um, Carl and I go back a few years, right, Carl? We do. I'm glad that we're still both here working with one another and watching how, how this is growing and helping students. Yes. Well, let's get right into it then. And so talk to me first uh, to kind of go through your virtual programs, both in Fitzgerald and Bedford. Sure. Well, in Fitzgerald, I was high school principal for five years in Fitzgerald. And when we were looking at starting a virtual program, we were doing so out of necessity. So we had a ongoing existing um, alternative education program. Uh, the program did not have a great reputation. It was uh, it was seen as a dumping ground for students that were failing, and that's not that's not what we were looking for. And as principal, as a district, we were looking to give an opportunity for students that were not being successful in the classrooms, and or that had 
potential medical um, necessities and you know scheduling concerns. And we wanted to give everyone an opportunity to get a good education utilizing our teachers, solid curriculum that had already been established. And you know we had to do it also on a, on a smaller budget, really. So we you know we worked with Edgenuity to um, construct a program, found a teacher that was a great uh, resource for our kids who our students respected, they liked, and most importantly, he was available to them in a pretty flexible schedule. So uh, we were able to construct a program where uh, it was a drop in, drop out. Students were not were not. Um, not necessarily um, forced to be in classrooms every day. And so they were able to drop into a lab. We created a great lab and uh, they were able to, con you know, we were able to create a program where our graduation rate went up significantly um, from the previous alternative program. And what we started to see over time was that students who even were, even students who were successful, but who had other opportunities, um, including athletes and um, we had a we had a gentleman who was a dirt bike rider professionally and was traveling in the country. This allowed him to pursue that um, that passion at a much higher level. So um, in Fitzgerald, we were able to educate around 100 students at a time, and that program is still going strong today. And it's a little different in Bedford. When I arrived in Bedford, they had an existing virtual program. Uh, what I saw when I first came in, however, was that the program was fragmented. We were using portions of many different programs. We were kind of picking and choosing pieces here and there. Um, and we did have a facilitator who was doing a great job. But our goal was to really solidify that program, have a consistent, continual curriculum and a program that we could work with and grow with as we made changes over the years. And then, of course, uh, COVID hit. And uh, with the COVID shutdowns and the requirements to go virtual, we were, like many districts, not prepared for that. And so we we really leaned on our partners and Greg with Edgenuity to ensure that our programming at K-12 level was solid. So uh, really the different programs, different needs, they're different communities in general. Um, Bedford being a much higher social economic um, community in, in terms of free reduced lunch. And um, we've already had a graduation rate somewhere around 97.5% at the traditional high school. And um, so our goal in Bedford is to really offer even additional flexibility with students who want to um, graduate early or students who are interested in taking specific classes that just are not offered, maybe one or two off classes, um, foreign language or an AP class that's not not being offered because of the small number of students. So um, I really like the direction that we're at um, here in Bedford right now. And uh, we're gonna continue to look for new ways to um, work with it. And I'll, I'll also mention, you know, we're in this place right now in education where, you know, we're at the pendulum has swung and now we're in this teacher shortage. Uh, when I was looking for a job, I spent days and hours just sending out, um, sending out resume after resume, and trying to get a job. Now we, you know, we post a job and we're lucky to get three or four applicants. And this is a district that I think is, is pretty highly sought after, but uh, just the number of applicants that are out there right now are tough. So we've also used Edgenuity services for our general classroom. If we've had a teacher that has left uh, mid-year or has left right before the school started, uh, we've utilized their instructional service program where they, where they provide the teacher and 
And we've been able to keep our classes running without having to do a wholesale schedule change because anyone who's ever built a high school schedule understands the the delicacy, uh, uh, the delicate, um, you know, manners that you have to make sure it's like a big puzzle. You take one class out and you might not have a, you know, you might not have a full schedule and you, and reloading it is very difficult, especially after the school year starts. So we've really leaned on those programs as well in those short time um, instances. Fantastic. Well, I want to follow up with that. Karen, I want to follow up with that with you a little bit. Um, Talk to us about other programs. Uh, Kara can give us kind of a national perspective of what's going on of this teacher shortage piece and how we've helped to address some of those issues at the teacher shortage level. Yeah, thanks, Greg. And thanks, Carl. Everything you said was really resonating um, with me. It's something I hear all the time from school districts, not only in Michigan, but across the country. I personally live in Austin, Texas, and we are certainly seeing similar issues here with there not being enough teachers to fill classrooms, condensing of schools, putting additional kids in classrooms, making them larger. And um, just as you said, Carl, it makes things really difficult for the human beings that are still there. So the nice thing about Imagine Learning Edgenuity is we've been providing human beings for classrooms um, to work remotely for you for the last dozen years or so. We've been doing it a really long time. And whether the situation is a short-term need, uh, somebody goes on leave for a particular reason, or a longer-term need, you haven't been able to find an Algebra 2 teacher for uh, the last couple of years, we can help you. And um, the nice thing is it really provides, just like you said, Carl, some continuity for the kids, continuity of quality content, continuity of human support. You had mentioned some of your athletes that NCAA approval is really important, especially for kids that um, are concerned about their courses counting and special education accommodations as well. We need to ensure that kids continue receiving those. So these are all ways that our human beings can help and support. And again, this is a nationwide trend now. It's something where there aren't really pockets in the country that um, are without need. And it's an unfortunate situation, but again, I'm glad there's. Uh, I'm glad that we are in a position where we can certainly help, and we're certainly grateful for partners like you, Carl, because it's 100% a partnership in that way. We are providing people to help you, but we need your facilitators and your leadership and your oversight just to ensure the students actually do their work. So together, we can do great things, and it sounds like you're doing just that in Bedford. Superintendent, uh, one of the things that we know, we have vendors and we have partners. Vendors provide a service and we don't have much input in what they provide us. We select it every several years and um, partner programs like Genuity, um, Imagine Learning. We are, you know, we're working with you on a daily basis, telling you what our needs are and asking for assistance to either figure out a solution or to create something new for us. And, and those are the programs that we value the most because they're ongoing and we can grow with you. Awesome. Well, thank you both for that. Carl, I want to shift gears um, just for a second and talk about how you've worked with your teachers, um, your brick and mortar teachers, your, your district employees to make sure that they didn't perceive virtual learning as a threat to them. You know, I think the, the thing, the most important thing in both of my instances, uh, the most important piece is to bring them in at the beginning, when you're having, if you're having a conversation about creating a program or altering a program that is existing 
and you want to use um, something different, you have to bring teachers along with you and and have them part of that conversation. Have use their ideas uh, because our our teaching our teachers are really underutilized. I think across the board um, as far as educational leaders, they they understand what students need because they're they're in the front lines in the classrooms. So when um, in Fitzgerald, we were looking to do it, as I mentioned, on a smaller budget. We were looking to get as many students service as possible and to utilize something other than just the credit recovery portion, which is which is awesome. We've been using it for many years, over a decade and across districts. Um, and and those, those programs you can tailor to meet your district needs, your local curriculum. Uh, but those instructional service platform courses where the teachers provided for you, um, you know, it can be a daunting as a superintendent or a principal to talk to your teachers about wanting to bring in somebody different. Uh, it can be perceived by some groups as a way to take away from from their ability to make extra money um, doing things after school. It can be perceived as a way you're phasing them out. Um, none of that's the case. What we're looking to do, what we've always been looking to do in our programs are to supplement and to provide a different service, things that the full-time teacher cannot do in their classroom because they are in the brick and mortar setting and they are working with, you know, anywhere 20 to 30 students at a time. Uh, I think that they have seen value in the opportunities to offer different things to our kids. And I think that there is some inherent value to that for everyone who's involved in education. If you can offer a one-off class that a student needs to get into a specific program or uh, Kara mentioned the clearinghouse approved courses, that athletes can go into. Uh, if you've ever had to deal with the NCAA clearinghouse, it is a nightmare. And even, you know, we're constantly having to upgrade our classes to meet their, their standards. So uh, just having those those available options for our students and, and just really leaning on that topic. We are all here for the kids. Without the students, they don't need a superintendent. They don't need classroom teachers. And so to be able to offer something to our families that otherwise they might have to go somewhere outside of the district to get, doesn't help anyone. Um, so, you know, when we've worked with our teachers in in mentorships and, you know, we have lead teachers and we have mentors for each student, uh, we we quickly developed some um, MOUs for our contract language to be able to compensate teachers as mentors and the lead teachers that are in our programs. Even if they're not the lead teacher um, instructing the course, they are the lead teacher on record. And so we, we have a set scale for teachers to do that with students and, and we provide them opportunities and technology outside the classroom so that they, they can mentor at home and communicate with our students. So um, I think it's more of a partnership with, with students and teachers as well as it is with Ingenuity. Uh, the, you know, the continuum goes on beyond just the classroom. It's what they're doing on the outside. And, you know, whether it's credit recovery or acceleration, um, it, it does provide an opportunity for our families to get something that they might not otherwise have been able to get out of our district. Awesome. Well, thanks, Carl. Um, we've hit through a lot of points this morning or today, I should say. And, um, and you know, the hope is, is that this at least gives you all an idea of things that virtual learning can do. Hopefully, Melissa will be able to follow up at some point in time and talk at a deeper level about this, but feel free to reach out. I'm sure, Carl, you're available to talk to people about best practices and things like that. Am I correct on that? I'm always available to talk about what's best for kids, 100%. Outstanding. So, Melissa, I can't thank you enough for allowing us the opportunity to uh, to be here today.
Uh, Kara, thank you for taking time this morning to be with us as well. And uh, Melissa, I guess I will turn things back over to you at this point. Well, great. You know, the teacher shortage is so real. And Carl, I love the partnership theme. So thank you, Carl, and to the Imagine Learning team for your time today. You are all great resources for our colleagues. And I am certain that many are going to be reaching out to you all for to learn more and hear more about the programs and the opportunities, especially in the area of you know, doing what's best for students and for staffing concerns that we know all districts are facing. So most importantly, uh, I want to thank you all, not just for being here today, but for the great work you do for the students of Michigan and, of course, even nationally. So thank you all again. Thank you. Thanks so much for learning with us on the Metro Minute. This cast is powered by K-12 Media, always keeping schools communicating with their communities. By the way, we'd love to see your comments or questions on this cast. Be sure to hit the like and subscribe button so you're always notified of our up-and-coming episodes. Don't forget to visit our website at metrobureau.org if you're looking for anything in public education in southeastern Michigan. We're so excited to see you next time for the Metro Minute.